Tony Schiavone here. Hey, everybody. Hey, it's pretty great. I'm excited. We're in Jacksonville. We've uh, been doing a couple podcasts, but yep. this one in particular, I'm, I'm really, really pumped about. Yeah, because we've got a, a couple of guys uh, to our right to uh, not only a great tag team, but a couple of real good guys to be able to talk to. Yeah. Very interesting stories. Butcher and the Blade are with us. Yeah. Thanks, uh, guys. This was a nice intro, Tony. Well, yeah, that was great. Yeah, yeah. Man. Every time I get to hear Tony Schiavone's voice, it's a, it's a pleasure. Isn't yeah. it wild? And it's like, yeah, we yeah. just work with Tony yeah. Schiavone. I, like, yeah. I always said, when, when AEW, the debut episode, and it started and you heard his voice, oh, that was so like wild. very nostalgic. Yeah, to so wild. Yeah. yeah, wild. It was a big deal, Tony. Well, thanks. I, I appreciate that. Don't hold his ego up too much, though. So. <laughs> he deserves it. Yeah. He, doesn't, he doesn't deserve shit. When all, you, when all the guys that are your age die off, yeah. <laughs> Who's that old fat fuck over on the left? <laughs> and I'll say JR. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so we've got. This is exactly how I want this to go. <laughs> so great. Don't tell JR. Uh, so we've got Butch and the Blade, we got Andy and Jesse. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buffalo, New York. Buffalo, New York. Buffalo, New York. Absolutely. Yeah, and how long have you guys been tacking together? Uh, it's been like. I'm terrible. It's been almost three years. Like sure, close to three years? I think it's like maybe just over three years. I guess like officially tagging, yeah. We won a, in our first tag match, we won a world championship. I can't believe you <laughs> yeah, that. In what? PWR here in yeah. Pennsylvania. We, we won, won a tag world team gold. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 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 First run? Uh, first first yeah. debut match. Transitional champions or like actual that. champions? Transitional champions for <laughs> sure. I had to go on tour, so they took the title away. Oh my god! Never uh, had to defend it. So, Jesse, I know you've been wrestling a really long time. Yeah. So you've. I'm, I'm going to read through your, your list of titles here because it's really impressive. Oh boy. Uh, two-time Heartland Wrestling Association heavyweight champion. Uh, one-time Heartland Wrestling Association cruiserweight champion. The heavyweight uh, champion one's not true. Oh, <laughs> that was the cruiserweight champion. Well, yeah, I got cruiserweight. Okay. Well, let's if I say. Oh, it, I you know what? Yeah, that's how bad my brain is. Yeah, that right. is true. Right, it is true. That's how long I've been wrestling. Even if it's not, let's like fucking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, it's great. It'll around. be true. Uh, Heartland Wrestling Association tag team champion, CZW World Tag Team Champion, ESW Tag Team Champion, National Wrestling Alliance Empire Heavyweight Champion. NWA National Heavyweight Champion, NWA New York Heavyweight Champion, and the Squared Circle Wrestling Premier Champion. Nice. And then together, the you guys have the Pro Wrestling Rampage Tag Team Champion. There it is. There it is. It's a world. Yeah. <laughs> world title renowned. World. Uh, they didn't put world here. Ah. Uh, so it's apparently not the world. It's just it awesome. Pennsylvania. Yeah. It was a big <laughs> it's deal only recognized in Pennsylvania. Big deal <laughs> so I remember he told me, he's like, oh, yeah, we're winning the title tonight. And I was like, I think I have tour in like a month. So <laughs> I don't know when I'm going to. When we're going to defend that one, so they just took it away from us. Right away. champion. <laughs> so, so you guys signed with AEW mm-hmm. after yeah. you had like fucking cut a hole in the floor yeah. of the ring and come through, and I'm like, who's this scary motherfucker? Yeah. It was so good. They're like, uh, I, I mean, I said this to him, I said this to a lot of people, like, they, you know, you hear a lot of things, I mean, I've heard a lot of things in wrestling that never came to fruition, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It was my, uh, especially a lot of jobs and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. When they told us that, like, oh yeah, you know, we're gonna have you guys come in, you're gonna cut a hole through the ring. I told him, I was like, hey dude, don't get too excited because that's probably not gonna happen. <laughs> like, I, 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 you have no idea what to expect. Yeah, I was like, there's yeah. no way it's gonna be that cool. And then it, it happened. And yeah. I, that's what I tell people at AEW all the time. I was like, this is a big wrestling company where they actually, most of the things, Everything I've heard them say actually mm-hmm. happens. Yeah, you know right. I mean? yeah they're not on your chain. Yeah, it's pretty dope. Yeah. It's wild. Man. So, who contacted you about coming into AEW? How did Co- that all begin? Cody did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And 
Yeah, and then when we first started, we were just doing the per appearance thing for a little bit. Right, right. right. Yeah, yeah so I was that, talking to Allie a little bit about that. Yeah, it was like, you know, it was kind of like, then like the next, hey, we're going to bring you back next week, and then we'll bring you back next week. And, it, and just, you were supposed to go to Hawaii with your wife, weren't you? I did. Yeah. Yeah, I went to Hawaii, like in the middle of it. There was like, December was like... You did a lot of weird things. I think it was like November and December was like the craziest <clears throat> my life has ever been. Like, and it was like, I never stopped traveling. I think I flew... Something. Remember like one time you brought your guitars with you because you had to go to tour from yeah Miami. like Germany, right? Yeah, Something. no Australia. Oh, I go to like yeah. Australia, so I went to I think like it was from Miami. Yeah, no Miami, but that was the that one. Was the that DEP thing. I went to Europe after that. Okay, but it was just like the craziest thing. It was just like, well, I'm gonna do this, do this, 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 and then it's like, well, I got a week and a half that I can go do the UK tour, come back. I missed one show, and then. Like <laughs> AEW brought us back. And it was like the you know the craziest thing, but like after Bash at the Beach, like him and I were just kind of like, well, they really didn't tell us what we we have. I don't. I just, I'm gonna go to Europe and yeah. Hopefully we Fingers they keep bringing us back. That and was then, we kind of when we were just doing the per appearance stuff, and then we knew like we were doing uh, Bash at the Beach with DDP. We like we kind of thought we were like, oh, maybe that's it. Like, yeah. I, think, yeah, I mean, like, like yeah. once you wrestle with DDP, it's like, okay, well. Yeah, yeah, DDP in his last match, and then, but then they, that was, F, it was that night they offered us full-time contracts, yeah. like, awesome. at the restaurant. Yeah, yeah, it was. So it was, like, for me, like, to go to, like, the dudes, like, I missed my first Every Time I Die show oh, in 22 yeah. years. Like, that yeah. was the first time I'd ever missed a show, and it was Paris, Damn. France. It's like a big city, and like had to tell the guys like, I forgot about that. Hey, do you guys mind playing as a four piece that night so mm -hmm. I can like do this match? And they were like, Yeah, totally. Like, it, like the band has been so cool with all this, so it's it's pretty insane to have like two full time jobs kind of like this. Right. Yeah. And like that's the only like, I guess blessing out of like COVID for me is the fact that like the band had to chill out and I could just concentrate on wrestling <laughs> right. for a year. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like it's insane that that like kind of worked out for the worst fact you know what i mean like right, right. it was the worst sacrifice ever for the globe but for me it was like oh cool i can just go be a wrestler and concentrate on one thing for once in my life right. i think we need to get into that for people who don't know it and most people do know about your band yeah uh and, and talk about i mean it's it's been your life right yeah like i straight up i i started I, I trained to be a wrestler when I was like 19, okay. 18, 19 years old, and then tore my ACL. And like while I tore my ACL, I was off, and I was like, oh, I'm going to start a band. And literally, that's <laughs> literally what happened. And then like right. at 36, I was like, eh, I'm going to start taking bumps again. And I didn't have any aspirations to wrestle. Like I didn't want to wrestle a match. I didn't want to like compete. I just wanted to like be there for him or right. like my friends in Buffalo, like, oh, I'll help you guys like be better wrestlers by being your bump guy you know what i mean right. and then yeah he was like yo you should start wrestling and i was like okay yeah i don't, I don't really think he had much more aspirations than like doing some shows and some bingo halls in front of a couple hundred people you yeah. know what i mean but like i just especially when we started tagging i was i knew that like we could definitely do more right. as long as he wanted to you know right. what I mean? with everything else he has going on right and, and your band i mean we're not talking about a band that plays at uh at weddings and things like that. Yeah. Talking about a, a, yeah. a serious rock and roll band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I, I would say I feel like people think he's in like a local Led Zeppelin cover band or something like right. that. Yeah. No, he's it's flying like a freaking action. Australia. Yeah, he's been a full time musician yeah. touring, touring like, the world for. And it's a, like you know on that side, like it's just I, I've, I've just always been about art. You know what I mean? In general, like creating art, and like have realized that like wrestling is just it's like writing a song. Anyway, so like, even though I'm doing the band and writing songs on band, like when you wrestle, you're technically writing a song and you're, you're 
playing that song. It's just a physical song. Got it. Like a visual. Yeah. You know I what really I mean? thought of it that way. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. That is really cool. Yeah. yeah. So like for me, like this is all artistic and it's something that's like, I don't know, like I got offered to be someone I'm not. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like it's it's insane that we've all gotten the chance to like live another life. And like a lot of people, some people will just be like, oh, I'll just be a guy. You're right. And I was like, ah, I'm not going to just be a guy. And when we started doing the tag team, it was just like, hey, can we like do some like weird artsy stuff with this? And he was like, absolutely. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. 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 He, like he, I would say Butcher and Blade was his creation pretty much. Mm-hmm. And then we saw uh, Mandy with Nicolas Cage in theaters. And then that kind of like expanded our yeah. brains even more as right. far as like gimmick stuff. You know? Right. And that was like the one of the big like epiphany moments. Like I, I wanted to like try to like, like, like toe the line of like being a musician and a wrestler and i've realized that like it, it's never gonna get looked seriously if i look like a musician no one's gonna like look at me if i'm wearing like a cutoff shirt and jeans right the way i look like on stage and then i come off and i wrestle because like i'm only gonna get pigeonholed as like the musician guy that sure. like can do this and right. a lot of times like i was getting bookings and like people just thought I wasn't training. They thought I was just a guy that wanted like to do a spot on a show. Mm. Yeah. So like I would get there and yeah, it was one you do choke slams. Uh, like, it's like the same it, thing every time. Like the first like 20 <laughs> times I wrestled, like I'd get to a town with him and like the promoter would be like, I got this great idea. And it was always like, my top heel is going to go in there. He's going to like, he's going to call you out for being a fraud mm-hmm. and then you're going to like slap him in the face or he's going to slap you in the face and, and every promoter slam. promotes this as like the greatest idea yeah and i'm just like all right man i'll do it i'll do it again sure you know <laughs> try, like, like we did it here and then on indies i was trying to be careful with it too like i just i really wanted i wanted to get over the characters of like we're the butcher and the blade like right. he's yeah. not andy williams the guitarist yes for every time i die i'm not Pepper Parks, the 20-year journeyman, like, you know, we're completely these different characters now, you know what I mean? Like, eventually, that stuff will come out, but initially, I wanted to get those characters over first. Yeah, but it was him, he, like, literally told me, like, one day, he's like, if you want to be treated like a pro wrestler, look like a pro wrestler. Right. Yeah, I was like, get tights and wrestling boots. Yeah. Speaking of looking like a wrestler, I heard that you fried yourself in a tanning bed for your debut. Um, no, that was me. It was you. Yeah, my girlfriend is a uh, is a pro bodybuilder, <laughs> so like she understood. It was you because you're tan as fuck. Yeah, I got that base. No. He had no base. I had <laughs> so like I, I was like, I go, oh man. I'm, I tell Hannah, I'm like, oh man, I gotta go. I gotta go tanning. I gotta go tan, right? I'm gonna be on TV. I gotta be tan. <laughs> so I like I go to a tanning bed. I know nothing about tanning beds. I'm, I'm like. I had tanned prior to in this tanning bed at this like really cheap shot tanning place by my house. That like mistake, that's you lay in a bed and it's like they're a powerful bed, but their powerful bed is not powerful at all. And you're realizing that you're sitting in there for like twelve minutes and like you're kind like I'm I'm pale. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'm pink. I like have the same skin as like a pig. <laughs> and like I went in this a new one. That place went out of business, of course. And then I went into a new place. Went in for ten minutes. When I went out of business that night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I went in a place. I was like, ten, I did ten minutes, and like, like at eight minutes, my skin was burning so bad that I had to peace out. Like I got out of the thing, and like I got home, and Hannah's like, she was like mad. Oh my god, <laughs> I, I'm not kidding you. Like, there's. You know, Hannah very, like, we never get in arguments, but, like, this time, 
I'd never seen her mad like that. And she was like, oh my God, Jesse's gonna be so mad. What did you do? Oh, we got six days. We got six days. We gotta even this out. Like, what did you do? I'm like, eight minutes in this bed. She's like, oh God, oh God. Did you have the white armpits? Yeah, everything. That's the first thing I asked. Everything you're not supposed to have. You're supposed to raise your arms like that. And I had them up. I'm just the thing. I'm like, I'm literally the stiffest human being on earth. Like, every muscle in my body is stiff. So, like, I must have been like this, like in there, not all the way up, just like in pain because my shoulders got. But not the. Oh, <laughs> I have a good picture. It's I think it's from Hellraiser Two, where it's the guy. He's got like all of his skin is ripped off, so he's just like red. Yeah. And then behind on the wall it says "Help me, I'm in hell," and we like superimposed his yes. head on top of the body. Because we did a, we, just, we had our we had our own podcast for a while. We did for like two years. Oh yeah. yeah. And um, it was fun as hell. And Tony, we actually. We actually went, like, we had, like, a bit that we'd do every month, and we would, like, randomly do it. So every Wednesday, we would drop our podcast, uh -huh. and randomly, every month, we would pick one Nitro from, from 1996. 1996. Oh, wow. And we would watch the show, yeah. and then review it, and then mm -hmm. tell the fans, like, hey, watch the show. Right. And, like, the interesting things that happened on Nitro, because you never knew. And when I watched him as a kid, like, mm -hmm. you're not, you're, you're watching that stuff, like, in bewilderment because you're like such a fan of pro wrestling right. and then like when you watch it as an adult you're just like what the hell just happened like, yeah i know it's like a fever dream sometimes <laughs> yeah i know because when when i tell my wife lois that i'm going to watch an old episode of night show she said well, make sure all the guns are out of the house, then. Blow your brains out. Yeah. Did I say that shit? But '96 wasn't that bad. I mean, no, '96 was great. '96 was great, but you get, was you cool get into '99, 2000. That, the later, that, the later stuff was like. But it was just yeah. so random, like that you like. The amount of random things that happened on Nitro that wasn't involved like, hey, in like a Jim major plot line. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just all like, of a sudden, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. here's a match with Len Denton versus Disco Inferno, and you're just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, what is happening? Yeah. Or like, you know, just like the craziest people show up, just showed up. You'd have like La Parca versus like, yeah. Jim Powers, Bob yeah, right. or something. Like, right. what? How would you ever think that would be a good idea? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's no way Jim Powers could do well, lucha, work lucha. You know what I mean? Like, and, and honestly, every time I heard the name Disco in front of, I would, I would always think, how can we think this is a good idea? Yeah, yeah. yeah. About yeah. any fucking thing about this guy. <laughs> wow, we are uh, talking with uh, Butcher and the Blade, uh, Andy and Jesse, and we're having a great time. And uh, we also want to talk about uh, the early days of tagging together. You're listening to AEW Unrestricted. Yes. AEW Unrestricted, we're talking with Butcher and Blade. Andy and Jesse are with us, and uh, guys, it's, it's great to be talking with you. It's great to have you in AEW. Absolutely. Thank you. It really, really is. Uh, I want to go back to your debut in AEW. Yeah. Okay. How long were you guys under the ring? Oh, that Not was... Long. You weren't under the ring? I was... I was that, of course. Terrified. I mean, I was... I'm an overthinker, and I was terrified... For two months leading up to it, right? Like, like you hear that you hear like the stories from like Nitro of like I won't name names, but it was like, oh yeah, these two guys were under the ring for two hours, sure, peeing in buckets, and yeah, right, ripping right. each other and shit right. in buckets. Right. And I was right. like, oh, I thought that's what we were gonna do, you right? Know what I mean? Crawl under the ring, like, where's my bucket? Yeah, like I guess so this is where I'm at for an hour and a half, right? And I mean, no, it was literally they we were under there for not even five minutes. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. They, they snuck they, us out. They, they blacked they blacked out the arena. We snuck in. 
Uh, Allie, who is your wife, became, uh -huh. the, became the bunny. Yeah. yeah. Which was kind of odd. Yeah. Because she had been yeah. Allie for so yeah, long, yeah, and all yeah. of a sudden she comes out with the ears on and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you like, cut okay. off her hair, give her some ears, going out with these guys. Uh -huh. Exactly. And, and uh, talk about uh, being with her and, and working with your wife. and. Uh, yeah, like, that was that was the first time all three of us had worked together. Okay. Um, when me and her, like, a, me and her initially, we knew each other for about four years. And then when we initially got together, I was like, hey, like, I don't want to be one of those couples who like, oh, now because we're dating, now you're my valet. Right. Dude, sure, just exactly. for no reason right, at all, right, you know right. what I mean? But then uh, someone ended up, I think it was actually the Squared Circle, ended up booking us together, and it went so well. That very randomly, it was me, Laura, and uh, referee Jimmy Corderas. They put oh, us together shit. as a whole faction. <laughs> and it, 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 like, it went so well, it was just like, oh, we'd actually be kind of stupid if we didn't go with this. Sure. You know what I mean? And then it just... It just kind of snowballed from there, and then, uh, then we weren't working together for a while because like she was doing Impact, and I went off with him doing Indies, and then AEW put the, all three of us together. And mm -hmm. It's kind of like we just kind of have, you know we all know each other so well we just kind of have like that like natural chemistry. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. yeah. And it was kind of cool like to do like a strangers kind of vibe, like to yeah, that was it's idea. like not doing something that was like completely different it was just i don't know i always wanted like i always thought that like like female valets with like tag teams were always like they were the they weren't an equal like, and i yeah, wanted to I make can't... it like an equal like where she was just as dangerous as we were right or right. whatever you know what i mean I appreciate that. yeah yeah and it's like and everybody's always trying to like you know, because nowadays with social media and everything, everybody's just like, why did you attack Cody? Why did you do this? It's mm -hmm. like, if you ever see the movie The Strangers, it's just mm -hmm. like, why are you doing this? It's like, because you were home. It's like, we're yeah, just we're yeah. bad guys. That's what we do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Not much more sure. explanation? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's kind of the scariest thing sometimes when there is no explanation. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. I don't want to. Well, the, the, the Butcher, the Blade. I mean, it's kind of a very weird, odd gimmick. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. then you bring in the bunny. Yeah. For this. I'm yeah. thinking, okay, I'm trying to. I'm trying to get some piece logic all together. Yeah. All together. Like, it's pieced together, but I think at the, at the end of the day, it actually feels cohesive a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Like, you guys all kind of have the same vibe. You have the same, like, I'm not sure what's going on, but I know I should be scared. The yeah. idea behind yeah, I feel like it's developed more as time. Yeah, which it, which it happens naturally in wrestling, yeah. literally, right? Exactly. It's like, and that's, like, the idea behind it, like, when people ask, it's just the, like, in the 90s, you'd watch action movies. And when like the heel can't get his local guys can't get it done, he always calls like a weird dude from another. Calls city. him like a heater. You know right. I mean? And yeah. they always have weird attributes. So like people ask me like, what's the deal with the monocle? Why do you wear a monocle? It's like why not? Who it's cares? evil looking. Who exactly. shit? Like, like like why does he wear a mask? Who knows? Who cares? Why do you guys wear all white? I don't know. You know what I mean? White, like, the white I'm a big fan of. Yeah. Very, very crisp. The moment you guys came out in the white, yeah. Like, yeah, no, I like this. There's yeah. like a lot of di like like Island of Dr. Moreau was like one inspiration. Like you know, we also like were butchers. We work at a butcher shop. They right. always wear all white. You know, yeah, there's like a, but it's kind of like you know like I don't know what does it mean to you? Like it could mean a lot of different Any, things. Sure. You know yeah. what I mean? The fact that there's like just white is like plain. Mm -hmm. So like we're in plain clothes, so we're we're plain dudes, yeah. and then when we put our like gimmicks on, we're like the weird dudes that people call to like 
beat him. Hey, kill this dude. Yeah. Yes. We got we we did like we did one little <laughs> forty five second pre tape that explained it a little bit with MJF, but the idea yeah, with the was money like, and all that. Yeah, like that you know, we're, we're butchers in a butcher shop during the day, and then you know we're kind of like hired assassins. At night, as right. Cut the day, yes. cut me at night. Yeah, I like yeah. It. Whereas, like that was you know, like, Lord, you know, Ali the bunny takes the money and she handles everything. Yeah, which in real life is kind of funny. He made this joke as we were trying. <laughs> she kind of like you, you hear these stories about like Paul Elring. I hope I'm saying that right. Yeah. With like the road warriors, right? Like, yeah, he yeah. took care of their rental cars and all this he stuff. He was really their manager. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. really like honestly, like me and him just kind of show up to the airport and oh just follow. God. Daily everywhere. So Alan texted me yesterday and was just like, hey, what time do the boys need to be at the yeah. podcast? And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. This is how this works. That's Great. why I sent you a text. I said, oh, cool. don't miss the podcast on Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, Alan texted me too. like, when is it tomorrow? And I'm like, we have dynamite tomorrow? Yeah. Like, tomorrow's dynamite. Tomorrow's dynamite. And then on Thursday. Yeah. It's it's so, dude, I, I have a tour manager. So, like, when I tour, I have a dude that literally, there's a sheet on the wall that has all the information. So, when I wake up in the morning, a guy hands me a sheet. Now, we get it in phone, you know what I mean? We right, get it right. in the phone with Master Tour. And it tells you like what interviews you have, what do you have, that's it. I have a day planner that a dude sends me. Like mm-hmm. when I'm on tour with the band. Man, wrestling must just feel completely disorganized. Well, now I have Laura. She's gonna yeah, watch yeah. us and she's gonna be like, oh cool. I'm yeah, like, oh, great. Like, to be honest, it's great. It's the, but she always has the information. She stresses about things I don't stress about. She'll be stressing about something and I'll just be like, like this, and she'll like she'll look at me and be like, "How are you not stressing out about this?" No, no, no. Like, she's like, "Why are you not stressing out?" Yeah, about this? She's speaking faster and higher pitch, yeah. the more stressed out she gets. And I'm just like, "Well, what's that going to do? Like, stressing out isn't going to help." Yeah, it's like, so like, "Let's go." Like, we have the information, you know. We're, we're all set. Uh, boy, high maintenance talent, huh? Yeah. Talk about how you two first met. Me and him. Yeah. I was going to rewind because we actually haven't said the name of the band yet. The, yeah. name, the name of his band is Every Time I Die. Yes, right. please check them out. I, yeah. went, I went to high school with the lead singer, other guitarist, and bassist. Okay. So, I, so literally everyone else. Pretty yeah. much, yeah, yeah literally. Yeah. And, then okay. I, and then I mean, I always knew that like he liked wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, like I did a backyard wrestling promotion when I was a teenager. He did a backyard wrestling promotion as a teenager. We're all from the same hometown, Buffalo. We're all Denver, right? yeah. yeah, so I always like, kind of knew him through those guys. And then, like he said, like these later years, like 36 years old, when he started getting into wrestling, we just kind of. Yeah, it was just like kind of like a no brainer, too. And it was like, I I always like in life in general, like the one motto that like I was taught was iron sharpens iron, like early on. So if you want to get better at something, you have to be with someone who is great at what they do. Just So like, it was like, oh, okay, if I'm going to be in wrestling, like I'm going to go to him. And I want to learn everything I can from him because he's been around and he's in Buffalo. You know what I mean? Right. And it's just that we have everything in common. So like outside of like wrestling, like we are, we go see movies. Yeah. He's my best friend. You know what I mean? So like it's, yeah, he's like the guy, like the first one, like me and my girl have people over. They're the first people we call. You know what I mean? Like that. So, I love that when you've got the tag teams that actually have like the real life chemistry because that yeah, like absolutely comes through on well, television. I think, I think that, that's what it definitely portrays in the television. Right, like you see it with like FTR, you see it with Lucha Bros, you yeah. see it with the Young Bucks. Like, yeah, it's like they just spend time together. And then you can kind of tell the people that like just go off in different directions right. once they go through the curtain. <laughs> okay. Right, I think that's part of the reason why the tag team division at AEW is so good is just because like yeah. we brought in all these guys who were together before. Yeah, it's all like real people. So it's already there. Yeah. Um, 
You had mentioned like doing the whole butcher thing, wearing the whites and stuff. One of my favorite things recently was when you guys did the Falls County Anywhere match, yeah. Yeah. and it started in the back. You guys are like a, cutting meat, yeah, yeah. Was, and then all of a sudden, it's I'm like, oh, this meat is being wasted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, Laura was probably saying oh, the same yeah. thing. Yeah, that was, there was uh, there was a couple times where we wanted to like. I was like contacting like local butcher shops to try to do like I wanted to do like for AEW I wanted to do one with uh, like him and I like chopping a side of beef like chopping like like bro, oh chop. like, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. like like making it like like putting fake blood on it so every time we hit it like oh, it's like spattering amazing and we're like in our rocky, right yeah exactly like when you hit the side yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's it up. we're just chopping it forming it yeah. and like. The blood's like spattering in there, and I was like, Laura, it'd be cool if you were like staying there and the blood was just like spurting on you. And she, and was, she like, was like, No, so nah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, we can find like fake blood or something. You know? By the way, Laura, like, Allie's vegan. Yeah. 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 So, so, like, it's, it's, kind of a it's a weird like dichotomy with the three of us. <laughs> You're the butchers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she hasn't eaten me in like 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, but that, to go back to that two out of three falls match was, that was a big it, deal for me. But that's like what I was talking about with art before is like, you, you have the opportunity to like create something that's artistic and that was like to go back to that song theory like it's it's got so many peaks and valleys and like the outro was like beautiful you know what i mean mm -hmm. so it's kind of like stairway to heaven without him getting super kicked and going on his story. That was my favorite commercial yeah. ever. It's like yeah. super kick on the escalator. We're going to be right back after this. Yeah. And he was just like going up into the distance. And it's, okay. and it's so cool. All that, poetic. Like, stuff like organically just came. Like I mean, like, I think like Nick Buck just thought of that. Like, I, he was just like, oh, yeah, we'll go to commercial. Yo, like, straight up. Real quick, I, you know? And like, no joke. Like, this is like, if we're allowed to say anything, like doing this, you honestly understand that Nick and Matt are the Michael Jordans of pro wrestling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. they can call a match in 15 minutes, go out there and do that stuff like it's nothing. And it's a five-star. Yes. Oh, yeah. okay. And it, it, like, I've, I've seen it a few times in wrestling, like br these bright flashes, but every single time I'm in something with them, it just, cl everything clicks. And like, as you're doing like as we were just walking around, it was just like, hey, what do you guys think of this? And then they're like, oh my God, that's great. And then they like elaborate and they're listening to what you're saying and elaborating on your idea, not just taking a lot. You know what I mean? Like, it was just like, so, I don't know. Like they're they're the Michael Jordan, I think, right now of professional wrestling. They're, they're very obviously something special. Yeah, it's insane. Sure. Yeah. And like, just the, like I said, the, the stories that they can pull off I mean, the first time we'd wrestled them was just a straight tag. Like, it was just... Was our, like our third or fourth match, maybe? And that match was, like, I think it was called in, like, 12 minutes. Yeah. And we walked away from each other, got done. I remember, like, Nick came to the back, and he was like, that was just a great wrestling match. Yeah, like, yeah. If we had 20 minutes, that would have been, like, one of the best matches. That was a lot of fun. You know? And that was just a plain old wrestling match. And let me ask you, how did, how did your music fans react to you being a wrestler? Or do they just... No, no, they, it's... Is it good? Is it... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's weird. Like, there's, there's, it's definitely, like, when you go into something, like, this physical, especially when you're my age, like, so I'm 42. Whoa. Yeah. You don't I, look at day over 41. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> I, I want to age as gracefully as you have. Yeah, and it, that, that's, it, a lot of people yeah. are like, oh, man, like, he's going to get hurt. He's going to do this. He's going to, you know what I mean? Like, and they're, like, worried about me physically. But then, like, they see me wrestle, and then they're just like, oh, he's fine. He's going to be fine. And, like, as long as they understand why I'm doing it, and, like, it's, again, it's like a passion thing. It's something I've loved my entire life, and, like, 
I think that if I was 65 years old, looking back at my life and I didn't get in a wrestling ring, yeah. I yeah. probably would have kicked myself. Like, right. Pretty hard, you know? Sure. I get that. Yeah. Any uh, any injuries prevented you from playing the guitar? Um, Your shoulder? Do you have shoulder surgery? Okay. Uh, that Fortunately that enough, I've, I tore my rotator cuff and I did the Stone Cold podcast. Like, what was it, like a week before my surgery? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And he would just had both of his, sh his shoulders done. And he was like, oh, you're going to be in a recliner for like months. Really? Like oh. months. And I was like, ah, nah. And he was like, <laughs> yeah, you are. And I was like, nah. And like, I remember like as I was saying bye, he said, he said something again. And I was like, you don't know me, man. You don't know me. I'll send you some videos. And he was like, okay. And like within like two weeks, I was like playing guitar. I was like hiking every day. Hiking, hiking was big. What? Thing. And like so, I just like I have this like oh my god, if, I'm a really weird person. So this is a <laughs> you really, don't really, say. A really weird analogy. We, all, so, of sudden, all of a sudden found that out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, breaking news here at AEW. I like it's so funny when I hear people like last night. Someone said the first time they met me, they thought I was Gallagher. <laughs> I can't remember who it was, but someone last night, yeah. and they were like, you were like, like, you remind me of, I think it was Ricky Starks, like, I thought you were the watermelon dude, and I was like, Gallagher? I was like, alright, cool, I'll take, I'll take it, whatever. It's something great like, about the fact that Ricky Starks is the one that asked that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love him. Of course. But yeah, there, I have this like weird theory about like, in my head, my entire life had this weird thing about old blood. like, Like, you have to keep moving, because if you don't keep moving, like, your blood won't circulate. So like, try to get that new blood. You'll get old. <laughs> like you'll get older quicker if your blood is in like. It's so weird. Anyway, no, no, it's true. It's yeah, true. You, you need to stay active. Yes. or you'll age quicker. M movement. And it yeah. was just like, knows yeah. this. and I like in my brain, like I was like, I'm not like a, I'm a pretty not depressed person. You know, mm -hmm. what I mean? I'm pretty upbeat, sunshine, yeah. just like you. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like I like colors. I like. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and I was like, I. I can't, if I know that if I sit down with this injury, I'm going to get depressed. It's mm -hmm. going to drag me into a place I don't want to be into. So I was like, the minute I can, like, I know that I can get up on my own and, like, move, mm -hmm. I'm just going to go hike. And I'm just going to be out in nature, get closer with the earth. Mm -hmm. and we, went, we went with him, too. We just had the sling on. And, and I would do it every day. And, and I would do a four-hour, four-mile yeah. hike every single day. Wow. Jesse, are there places to hike in Buffalo? Dude, that was when he took us. We yeah. went to a, it was the gorge, right? Yeah. By Niagara Falls, because okay. the border is like 20 minutes from us. Sure. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And there's a place called, I was embarrassed that like, I mean, at the time I was probably like 38 years old and we went there and I was like, this is less than a half hour from my house and I'm embarrassed I've never yeah, been Yeah, it's beautiful. Like, there's parts of like Colorado, it's just like, holy shit, where yeah. am I? Like, right. it's amazing. Yeah. Right. And I would just go out there and I would just do this hike every day. It was like a four mile hike every day. And uh, I like, just got to it and then I would send him videos of me like hiking, like calling him like, you know, like names, like you're calling Stone Cold a liar. Yeah, it was like, you're, come on, man, come on, old man. Like, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Don't call yeah. him. But and it was, it was funny. And then I, I had, a, I had a show, and every time I die, show one month after surgery. And my goal was to just be able to make it. It was like overseas, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was like in, Australia. It was in UK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I got there, and I remember like I had to keep my arm like this. So like when I was playing, I had to keep my arm like. As close, close as possible. Close to your body yeah. as possible, right. So like just to be safe, like the doctor told me I could take my arm out of the sling. Mm -hmm. But just to be safe, like over there, like 
not saying fans are like intrusive. I'm very open to fans. So mm -hmm. like I'll go to the merch table and hang out with people. Right. And I just didn't want people to grab me. So I would have it on just to kind of like, so people could see that there was something there. <laughs> yeah, hey, don't rough me up. <laughs> yeah, like don't come up and like, you know, jostle me and stuff. So the I was grabbing. For all time, yeah. yeah. And like, when the other thing is because, isn't it because like you're a big guy, so people were like, hey, Andy, pick yeah. me up. Once I started wrestling, it was just like, yo, can you body slam me? Like, so <laughs> yeah. like I was like, no, dude, I don't want to do that. Like, <laughs> can you pick me up? No, I don't want to. And like, every once in a while, I'll, I'll get like really nice and I'll be like, yeah, sure, dude, pick me up. You know what I mean? And like, I, I was on tour last summer and this dude was huge. It was just, monster dude and like I got up on his shoulders like fireman carry style and it just he went straight to the ground oh, yeah. I, I bumped oh on concrete in the middle of like the this tour and I was like alright that's it I just stood up I was like get away from me and I just like walked away and I was like no one's picking me up ever again can I tell a K-pop yeah. story so his uh, his band obviously not this year with everything going on but uh, his band, they've always done a Christmas show in Buffalo, New York in mm -hmm. December. Mm -hmm. Like they'll do a tour and then a tour always ends in Buffalo before the holidays. But now, the past couple of years they've done it, it's huge. Like, sure. First year was a big venue called Riverworks. How many people was yeah, it? 3,500. 3,500, it sells out in mm -hmm. like yeah. very quick. The, this past year they did two days, those, both of those sold out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we do, we do a wrestling show like, yeah. during the day. Okay. So the last show, um, we had uh, but we we worked best friends. Um, Orange Cassidy was on the show, so at the end of their set, oh, no. <laughs> everything, oh, my, everything turned out okay. So Orange it's okay to tell now. Oh, yeah. Okay. So at the end of the set, like uh, I think Orange and some people were like off side stage, like watching him. He just picked Orange hold Cassidy on, up on his shoulder. Okay. Let me just give like a little <laughs> side <laughs> to So like, <laughs> Jim has never been to anything like that. Okay. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. like for him, like the he was like, oh, I'm gonna come the first day. I think Chuck. Chuck's been a fan of the band for a while. And so he was like, just come the day before so you can see the whole thing. And like, it's like, we do it ourselves. So like, it's not like we hire like a bunch of people to come in. Like we're there setting things up like the day of, like I'm setting the ring up. I'm, you know what I mean? Like right. we're doing everything. Right. Like yeah, the, the band is like doing everything. So like Jim kind of like, comes and he sees it and there's like people there's people but he doesn't know anything about my band mm -hmm. so then like it's our thing so like when we started playing like we have like an intro with like this crazy like bills fan that was like uh from the 90s from the 90s yeah. mark miller who yeah. like he was the guy what, what was his like big singer? Yeah. uh there's a there's a famous youtube video of him screaming how the bills are going to beat dallas and it's just from the local news and it's insane. just like crazy bills fan i mean he's Screaming like you like a, like a, a man like mm -hmm. beat red like we're gonna beat Dallas It's and then they got him to intro. I mean this from like 12 years ago yes. And they got him to intro the band. It's, it was it's great. 22 years ago. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. what it was. Lies are the guys. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And like the place went insane and mm -hmm. then like the crowd was singing lyrics the entire time and Jim was like, dude, that was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. So then the next day, he comes, you know, he wrestles that day and then parties all night with thing. He's wasted. By the time we're playing, he thinks, like, we're the Beatles at that point. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's seen it two days in a row. And I, I, so the show gets done. 
Here, now you can go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just, and just to say, like, he it, was so happy. It's, I mean, it's turned into, like, that show has turned into, like, for Buffalo, because people come from all over the world. Like, yeah. people come from wow. Australia. They like, gave us the key to the, the city. <laughs> and we have our own day in Buffalo. Yeah, every time we die. Yeah, December 15th is the, every time I die day in Buffalo. I mean, the fact that their band yeah. brings yeah. people from all over the world to Buffalo, New York, right. for this weekend, you know what I mean? And especially, again, at December when it's snowing. And, no one's traveling. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like, ta- like you know, because... Tattoo shops like run specials, and they have people coming in from like people are still coming. We're not doing it this year, but there's like people all over the world that are just doing it because it's now become like their like vacation. Wow, we've been doing it now for like it's been 14 years. Yeah, but the the big ones are the big ones have been the last three years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, and then so the show's about to end. Like (laughs) Andy goes over and picks like I I was watching from afar. Right, 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 right. No, we were still per appearance. Either way, we yeah. were working. You're on TV. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So he picks Orange up on his shoulder. No, 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 no. He, hold on, <laughs> hold on, <laughs> hold on. I can't take all of the brunt on this one okay. because I go over to him. He gives me a hug and he goes, "Pick me up in your shoulders and throw me in the crowd." Oh, <laughs> and I was, and I literally, I looked at the gap and I was like, I don't know if I can clear this. It's far. <laughs> yeah. It's like between the stage. <laughs> so spoiler alert, he didn't make it. So Andy, Andy I'm watching from afar. So I see like Andy, Andy throws him, and I just see Andy go like this, like. There's videos. There's, a there's video, like multiple like, videos of like, me throwing. Like him. orange, like hit the guardrail and like bounced into like he, the security guard. Dude, so, like perfectly back pumped like this. Like he back pumped perfectly sideways on the edge of the fucking. The, the guardrail. Oh and I literally was like, I just killed AEW's like, biggest Like, was there stars? Because <laughs> we were, like, traveling at the time, so we had a house so you could see the reaction that yeah. he was getting. Yeah. And I was like, oh my. I was so scared. You're never getting inside. And I remember, I, was I worried. picked him like up the, like, I was like, I was worried that there was going to be, like, cell phone videos and it was going to be, like, a thing. Right. And I was yeah, like, right. oh, no. I, and I remember, like, reaching down in the pit, putting him under his armpits and, like, picking him up like a baby and being like, oh, my God are you okay? And he's like, I'm drunk. I'm, it's okay, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, hey man, I'm the Chicago. People throw into walls, dude. It's fine. <laughs> and then was walking it. I mean, for like days, I was texting him like, are you sure you're okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? And he was like, I'm fine, dude. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm totally fine. I don't, I didn't even feel it. I couldn't believe it. I was so scared. Wow. Yeah. That's it was insane. Awesome. We're talking Butcher and Blade and we have questions from the fans coming up. Oh, cool. oh yeah. AEW Unrestricted, apparently, uh, I'm the bitch of the podcast. <laughs> who, who, would, who would call you that? Tony Schiavone would. Okay. The voice of everyone's childhood. <laughs> Big deal. <laughs> We're here with Butcher and the Blade. Uh, amazing stories so far, guys. I, I love... I mean, I love working with you guys, and then I love hearing about all this crazy shit that you do just outside of the ring and whatnot. It's, it's so fucking great. Uh, we've got a lot of questions from fans. Thanks for everyone who uses our hashtag on Twitter and whatnot. So let's see, what do we got here? Da, 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 da. <laughs> I like this one uh, from Chase uh, K. Bratwurst on Twitter. Uh, when are we going to get new music from Every Day I Die? I'll, t- I'll tell you right now, uh, the Every Time I Die brand new record was supposed to come out September 11th. Oh boy. So this week has been very depressing. Because like we, we've been sitting on a, a new record. There's songs on this record that are two years old. Really? And like we recorded them and like there was a song we were playing live for like the last like year and like now you're so high. I mean we recorded the best record we've ever re- re- like wrote and then you're just like oh well it's just sitting in the can we're gonna wait until 2021. 
You're so just, just not releasing it? No. Wait, we are holding off. We never announced a date though. So like anything that we had this year, like we fortunately never was announced. Mm -hmm. So like we, we could shelve it until 2021. So yeah, you gotta wait until 2021. But we're getting like, we're gonna release a single soon. I actually have a, I have an Every Time I Die meeting at four o'clock today. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I forgot, I think I think that was when we were still per appearance too. That was another one was they, they recorded in Buffalo. And it was, I mean, I don't know if you don't know much about music, how much work goes into oh. making an album. Like, I mean, he would literally come, luckily the studio was near the airport. Yeah. Like, I mean, he would literally, I mean, we would fly home. I would be exhausted, like, oh, I can't wait to go and go to sleep. Like he would have to, he would go right to the studio and be yeah. there all day. And I remember hearing about that. And then we'd fly yeah. out, he would come right from the studio and then fly, we'd go to work. Like, yeah, yeah. it was a lot, man. Yeah. yeah. But, Absolutely. like, again, you just, I don't know, it's just grinding. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot it's like a, indie wrestling, right? Yeah. You just got to do what you got to do. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say this before. Like, I, I always look at it, we were kind of talking about this before, but, you know, like, pro wrestling, music, comedy, acting, like, all these are, it's all very similar. Like you know, all the come all the come up and, and yeah. stuff, you know. Okay, this comes from Scurvy Dog six nineteen. All right. Oh, he's he's a Twitter brother. Yeah. Okay. Is that Drewski? Yeah. Yeah. Drew wants to know how much wrestling talent is there in the Buffalo, New York area. Oh, a good great question. That's yeah. uh, actually. So we have we have some trainees. We call them the Buffalo Brothers. Mm -hmm. They're they're actually going to be extras on Wednesday and Thursday. Oh, uh, this coming week. Yeah. Nice. Yes. Uh, Who's it? You got you got Puff. Um, there's Kevin Blackwood. He's also know he's covered in tattoos. Mm, got yeah. a black arm. Everybody knows him with a black, black arm, arm, tooth on his face. <laughs> um, uh, Kevin or Daniel Garcia, uh, the remix Kevin Bennett, Anthony Nicometti is another talented kid from Buffalo. Yeah, that's Thurston. Brandon Thurston. Brandon. Yeah, Brandon, I, I don't I don't like to take credit for training these guys from scratch because there is a there's a there's finally a school in Buffalo, New York, Grapplers Anonymous. Uh, Mikey Evernight, Brandon Thurston usually start most of the students. And I just, I just kind of those kids I named, like I kind of helped them advance once they started traveling sure. and doing shows right. and stuff like that. But That's, it's, it's cool for me, like especially when he came along, because my, I mean, I guess my first wrestling match was in 1999. Uh, I, I started, I was in Cincinnati, Ohio to train, and then I came home, and I've been wrestling out of Buffalo since like 2000. I want to say six or seven, but for a long time it was just me. I was the only person wrestling yeah. and traveling out of Buffalo. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's you know things really changed when like those tra like one when that school opened, then when like those like prospects came about, and then when he started doing it, like then we were, I mean there was there was a good couple of years there where we, like every weekend we would get a van, we'd all go out and travel for the Dude, weekend. I was like I miss it. Like I would I would like rent a fifteen passenger van, and the entire thing would be full. And we would just go. It was even so like awesome. students would just jump in that weren't booked. Yeah, and that was a, that was a big just game. To come help with the rain. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. So. That's honestly like the thing I probably miss most from the Indies yeah. is just yeah, all piling into a van and going somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, even was, though like at the time you complained about it because yeah. it's like oh we gotta drive like three hours where. Yeah. And I was yeah. Like, Man, I miss that. Yeah. And then what was then that those those kids ended up they were on an uh, overnight drive home from Montreal. We weren't on the show. It was just them. They hit black ice. They hit a guardrail. Ooh, and yeah. uh, was was Danny broke his femur. Blackwood had like two broken ankles. They, wow. Yeah, it was it was it was really tragic. And they, they um, he was in he was in, was in he was Kyoto in Japan, Japan on vacation. Uh -huh. And him and Hana started a GoFundMe for them. And like Tony Tony Khan donated, Jericho donated. Oh, I remember hearing yeah, about CM this. Punk donated. It was really nice. Yeah. It, was, it, was awesome, yeah, it was really cool. It was so cool. Yeah. Cool. Uh, people don't realize. Uh, I know every city has its own wrestling, but 
and I didn't realize this until I started doing when at games and we would play at Buffalo yeah. against the Bisons. Yeah. There was one night they had uh, Legend of the Auld, mm -hmm. and they brought in they brought in the Nasty Boys. They brought in Bischoff. Yeah. Yeah. They brought in, and so it was kind of a celebration of wrestling in Buffalo. The last yeah. the last show at the Auld was a wrestling show. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, right. And Ilya DePaulo's got a restaurant yep. there. Like you guys have been there? Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, it's, it, 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 it's like Buffalo staple. Right, it, it's, it celebrates wrestling too. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, it's like all pictures on the wall. Well, all pictures on the wall. Yeah. So, yeah, my, so. My picture's on the wall. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Next time I go in there, I say, I want to see the place. I want to eat right on that table. Yeah, picture go. Didn't they used to cater, right? When you guys came to Buffalo, yeah. didn't they like, bring you guys food and Bring us food, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's a cool scene. It really is for wrestling. It really, really is a cool scene. Brandon, speaking of food, Mm -hmm. Brandon M submitted this question on our uh, on our uh, tntdrama.com uh, all elite wrestling slash unrestricted podcast where we see us on video. Oh, this is controversial. This is. Uh, I don't know who's going to answer this, but does pineapple belong on pizza? Oh, wow. I'm going to I'm going to the first time I had a Hawaiian pizza mm -hmm. was it was actually uh, boring details. I took I took a year off. I took graduated high school in ninety eight. Gonna give you this. Took a took a year off to save money for wrestling school, and I was delivering pizzas mm -hmm. at a place called Just Pizza. They had mm -hmm. Hawaiian pizza. That sounds like a New York pizza place. Yeah, uh, Hawaiian Hawaiian pizza is like uh, shrimp, pineapple, bacon, That's cheries. It was actually really good. Yeah, yeah. I, I, sounds disgusting. I love it. Good. I yeah, love it a big I love pineapple. Crucial yeah. ingredient too is a uh, honey sesame crust. They do honey oh. crust with sesame seeds. So I, th I, I think it's it's more like you just have to have the whole package. You can't just have pineapple. I have had just pineapple pizza though. It is very good. Yeah. See, I like it. I like. It. I think pineapple does belong on pizza. I do. Mm -hmm. It's nice. Absolutely. There you go, Tony. Yeah. Brent Smith. <laughs> Brent Smith, who also submitted on our YouTube channel, uh, wants to know, Jess, uh, you and your wife Allie are big horror movie fans. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite, and what's the scariest one you've ever seen? I think scariest one I ever saw was I saw Candyman in the theater mm -hmm. um i remember there was a scene when she's like looking in a mirror Candyman has a big hook on his hand mm -hmm. and the hook smashes through the mirror mm -hmm. and my buddy had popcorn and he went like whoa and his popcorn flew in like literally like a movie like flew in the air <laughs> right? so, so, sure. yeah that's probably the scariest um yeah. and then my favorite like oh man i might honestly have to go like if I'm if I'm gonna turn something on, just something random that I've seen before, I usually do Mandy. I think. Yeah, Mandy. Mandy. Yeah, it's, Mandy. it's really good. Man. If anyone has not seen the movie Mandy, Robert, I made Robert watch it because Robert's uh, controlling our yeah. camera today, <laughs> and we like want to start cutting promos like that are kind of like filmed. In just that. the way the movie's like shot and filmed, yeah. and the colors they like, use. There's just yeah. like things moving in the background and stuff like that. And Robert's, uh, yeah, I was pretty people, pumped. I give people the precursor, like it's a slow start, but when it picks up, it's, it's, it's yeah. awesome, man. It's right? Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. I said The Descent might be the scariest movie to me. Descent's awesome. That's such a sleep because around that time, there was like a lot of bad horror movies coming out, yeah. right? And the trailer didn't look like much, but it, it's a sleeper. You get claustrophobic it's, watching that yeah, movie, it's like yeah. there's the like cave, weird, there's like I hate things. horror movies. <laughs> Terrifying. I sleep with the lights on. Yeah, I'm afraid of the dark. I mean, like I love the hotel sleep because I can keep all the lights on. Nobody judges me. Yeah. It's fucking great. Yeah. Like I, I don't want to be scared. No. Like, why would anyone want to do that? Yeah. Like, pineapple and pizza? Jesus Christ! Yeah, what is I like you guys. What's going on? What are you talking about? <laughs> so uh, we we talked about, about this a little bit. There's a question from uh, Misanthropic Tempo on Twitter. Uh, so you guys have a number of like seemingly quick appearance changes. You've had you know Butcher and Blade with the monocle and yep. the 
hat and the, the mm -hmm. mask and then you end up going to the white and then going back and forth like oh what is the thing that sort of inspires you to change from back and forth to something else or going back or just obviously you're pulling a lot of stuff from art yeah. yeah. But is there any sort of like cadence that you guys are? I think it keeps it fresh and fun. It keeps it fresh. And it's like, it's something weird because, like, I think the big statement, the reason why we wore the whites, like, in the Falls Con anywhere, because it was a different kind of match. Right. So, like, anytime there's a different kind of match, like pay per view whites. Yeah. We're going to yeah, pull our whites out. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like, I don't know, like Especially. being invited to, like, a nice party. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you're at work, you know, the, the black is the white, the, the work. The work gear and then the white is just like oh this Party. is special yeah it's a gala yeah so would you say the white is your favorite so far or? Uh, i do like i like wearing the white yeah and plus that false got anywhere we started in the kitchen we were technically working so you yeah, know it works yeah it the yeah it's, i just i think it keeps it fresh and fun like the more outfits we come up with yeah uh boone wants to know this is at the brady boone on twitter hmm who controls? I don't know. Who controls? <laughs> Wait, Battle Cat? <laughs> who controls the radio or who controls the music when you travel together? And who are some of your favorite bands? We actually have very similar tastes. Yeah. That's very I, convenient. Which is like very. All, I would say like the last year though, I'm like super into like 70s jazz fusion music. Mm. Yeah, he's, he's been going kind of off the rails. So like, <laughs> I, and I'm one of those like, if I know I'm in that mood, I'll just put headphones on. I didn't even know there was 70s jazz fusion music out there. It's insane. I it's, bet it is. It literally is like, it's like alphabet soup in, for music. Like there's so much going on. Um, right now, I'm really into the, I'm into this one record by Gentle Giant. Um, I can't tell you the record. The song <laughs> Proclamations on it's the first song on it, but yeah, uh, that's insane. Um, and then I've been really into like Pat Martino. He's a guitar player that just goes off the rails. Mm -hmm. And so it's just like, I don't, and Herbie Hancock right now. Herbie Hancock's like might be the greatest musician of all time to me. Really? Yeah. 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 But oh, there's like a specific time period where he was like super into space. Yeah. 70s makes sense. Yeah. Like he was super into sex in space. Everyone was into sex in space in the 70s. Yeah. And it's just like he had a bunch of records that like he did in like from like 71 to like 74. I could talk about Herbie Hancock all day. Uh -huh. But yeah, we usually though, we usually will either put 80s like synth like music on yeah. or uh, <laughs> or it's like Pantera or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. One, of my, one of my favorite, when, uh, when we were doing the overnight drives a lot in the van, we kind of got a formula down where he would do the first half of the drive and then once like three, four in the morning, I would I would just go in the back and sleep. And then once three, four in the morning rolled around, we would switch. I would wake up and I would finish the drive. Basically, so I'm in the back sleeping, and he's driving. So usually it's like the driver usually picks the music. And I, you listen to uh, it was like a Circus Soleil soundtrack. Oh yeah, <laughs> for like hours. Oh, like, I kept waking up. Always, like, always my this? favorite. Like, the rest I of the band is like 21 year olds. You tell yeah. them, I'm just like, what's going on? Running across the stage and it's lowering. Yeah, it's up in water. It's, it's such yeah. a great Straight show. Straight up, you guys yeah. need to go see. Oh, if you oh, have a it's chance Bellagio, to go see, it's so good. Like, it's what, a great it's show, but it's a great to listen to. Yeah, The other one, the other one is this. I'm like super, super entertained by conspiracies. So like, oh yeah. I'm that. saying like I always use the word entertained and I'm not into but I think it's like reading comic books to me yeah. so like anytime like someone starts talking about flat earth my like ears perk up I'm like come on dude like right. 
I want to hear everything. Right. I want to know it's everything. It's entertaining. It's amazing. It's like, how do you believe this? And there's time, then I got into like, uh, like cold case files, like listening to like, <laughs> like murder mystery and stuff. And he's, he's literally sitting next to me and like, there'd be times where he's like, dude, I can't, I can't anymore. I can't listen to another podcast <laughs> about murder. Can you please yeah. put I anything else on? Between like him and, him and Laura, like, <laughs> like, I mean, first thing in the morning, he'll wake up and put on like a conspiracy theory podcast. And some guy, he's talking like this. And it's just like, this is too much. I just woke up yeah, and man. Laura would do the same thing like she'll just turn on like murder like people talking about murder <laughs> it's like dude I'm, I'm trying to like, get some coffee and, like get a good start to the day like yeah. hold not, off on the murder yeah, yeah I'm like or put up. headphones in or something like it's this morning much. this morning I, I have like a, a routine for like fly days like or when I'm here like I'll usually wake up around like eight o'clock and call Hannah and she knows I'm gonna go right back to bed. Right. So like when I go back to bed, I'll find the craziest conspiracy podcast <laughs> and like try to stay awake <laughs> while listening to it. It's awesome. <laughs> I listened to a Russian one this morning about this t- 10 man team that got lost in the, ru- it's crazy. It's called the, I don't know. It, it, I don't know what it is. It, it's the, it's uh, Theories of the Third Kind is the podcast. Theories of the Third Kind. 30, yeah. Theories of the Third Kind. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but there's like a weird, like a 10-man expedition in the 50s in Russia. A dude ended up with like radiation. Mm-hmm. They don't know why, they, like everyone died. Mm-hmm. There's no trace of why they died. There's no footprints. There's nothing. They just like all left their tent. Vanished. In, yeah. They left their tent and like scared. And then they were like scattered and a dude had radiation. Mm-hmm. One guy had been hit by like the equivalent of what a car would do to a human being. Wow. Like this crazy stuff. So I listened to that this morning. Okay. Wow. It was nice, right? That's, yeah. And then I came right here. That'd get your day going, doesn't uh-huh. it? Yeah. <laughs> listen to a little Herbie Hancock. One, one quick thing, and we'll get you with one more question. Yeah, one yeah, quick sorry. Thing. Do you believe we actually landed on the moon in 1969? Do I believe? Yeah. I think we did. Okay. I that's really one, do. That's one of the big conspiracies. Yeah. It, it's yeah. I, like, Here's the thing. I don't have a dog in the hunt when it comes to like, this. <laughs> you know, I don't think you have a dog in the hunt in Russia either. Yeah. Yeah. No, not at all. But it's, it's an interest, interesting thing. This is my, my, my flat earth thing. So please, if you guys are flat earthers and you're listening to this, like, I'm not picking on you guys at all. I don't, I don't care at all. Because like, if the world, if, if let's say they, the world is actually flat. Okay. okay. Like, do we still have to work tomorrow? Does our cars drive the exact same way? Yes. Like yeah. nothing changes right. for us. And we're never going to go to space. Right. Like the equivalent of the people who've been in space mm-hmm. there is like this room. Like, you know what I mean? Like right. five people or yeah. you know what I mean? Have been yeah. in space. Like who cares? Why are you complaining about yeah. the, if the world is flat or around? Yeah. I like, think this, I feel this podcast kind of got them off the way. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Tony. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Tony, this is AEW. Take Evan, Big Al. This is unrestricted. This is good stuff. Can we ask you a question? Yeah, you can. Can ask we you. please talk about Big Al and <laughs> Take Evan? Yeah. Have yeah. you yeah. been talked about this on the podcast yet? Uh, I haven't talked about it on the podcast, but I know we've talked about yes. it before. Right. Okay. Worst match ever. Yeah, you commentary. I like honestly, like some of that stuff later mm-hmm. in that, and like later, mm-hmm. I don't know how you. Well, you had me watch it again, and that I was know. the first time I had seen it since it happened. Yes, when Gabbard pulls out a knife, when he pulls out a knife and yeah, threatens yeah. to kill him. Yeah, yeah. Dude, you laughed. Yeah, you literally <laughs> laughed. Yeah, I mean, it was like, oh my god! Like, and I remember like Big L. I remember the entrance, like Big L's coming out, and like. Dude, I'm a dork. Like I, I know wrestling. Like, uh-huh. when, since I was a kid, uh-huh. I wanted to know every single wrestler's background story, everything. Right. When Big Al came out, I was like, 
who is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> like, and I remember, I like, there wasn't, like, like, you couldn't go to, like, the internet at that time and search Big Al. Right. And, like, in wrestling, how many Big Al's were there? Right. Yeah. Like, there were a ton. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then the match starts, and I'm just like, I don't, so, like, it's a cuts match. There's a jacket on a, on a on pole. A yeah. Dudes are gone. And then, okay, my favorite part of the match, <laughs> Big Al literally two foot with like biker boots on stands uh-huh. on tank abbott's face uh-huh. right. yeah. and takes his hands off the rope yeah and steps on stands stands on, like yells. tank abbott just gets up and punches him as hard as he can <laughs> in his face <laughs> that's the best part of the match and then a knife gets pulled yeah, like, yeah. what is happening yeah, oh my god go watch tank abbott versus big al this, WWE pay-per-view. oh my god yeah. this has been probably the most Fascinating podcast, I think we've ever recorded. Cool. Oh, <laughs> Yo, next time you have us on, let us interview you guys. Oh man. Special guest interviewers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll just swap the swap uh, it around. Jesse Andy, thanks a lot. It's so fun. So, so, so many podcasts and movies to watch. Cool. Yes. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Here's but I'm not going to watch a conspiracy theory, uh, listen to uh, a podcast about that. I yeah, know. you guys don't have to listen. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll just tell you guys. Yeah, tell us how that ends. Tell us how that ends. Stick with Texas Me 80s songs. Jesse, 80s songs all the time. 80s hits. There you go. I love 80s hits. Hey, as you should. Yes. Thank you for tuning in listening to AEW Unrestricted Podcast. If you're not already, please subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts. Please leave us a rating. And review while you're there. We absolutely love hearing all the feedback we get from people. It's fantastic. And don't forget our video version is at tntdrama.com slash wrestling dot uh, slash unrestricted podcast. Yeah, there you go. Of course. Remember to watch Dynamite. That's right, Dynamite every Wednesday. You were about, and... to, you were about to not talk about the thing that makes us all money. Well, yeah, how about that? Okay. <laughs> Dynamite every Wednesday, 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 Central on TNT. My name is Tony Schiavone. My name is Avi. Thanks for listening and watching Unrestricted. Thanks, guys. Thanks.